overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Good evening and welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. We are glad to be back. Hi, Laura. Hi. <laughs> and we have a guest host tonight. Yay! Our friend Annie Mooney is here. And we, we figured if you're going to be mentioned in every podcast, you might as well be present. <laughs> and then tonight we have a very special guest. Um, we are interviewing Mary Yarbrough. Woo-hoo. Now, I have a couple of funny little caveats or uh, you uh, what I you I, it's hard to imagine that that we're not, that we're gonna start this show with me just talking instead of letting it's crazy talk, but it's crazy i know literally, literally not a word from our guest yet well say hi mary hi mary <laughs> i just clapped uh, yeah you got a problem i have a clapping problem um so mary and i i would say I don't, I'm not sure if Mary and I actually met 20 years ago or if I've just known who Mary is for 20 years because my former roommate in seminary, Lori Michael, worked with Mary. Um, so I have, when I, when I officially met Mary, and it's possible that I officially met you 20 years ago, but I can't remember because I'm so ingrained in your um, lore your lore yeah that it's hard to remember well that it's hard to remember if we've actually met before a few weeks ago at church and when we first met um you know that beth beth moore warned tonight in the in the bible study about um immediate intimacy yeah i have a problem with an immediate intimacy was she looking right into your eyes beware of the person that gives immediate intimacy i'm like hi mary um You might not remember me, but I'm Jessica Denny. I'm Lori Michaels' friend, and I used to live with her, and I've been to your house, and I remember where you live, and I played cards in your house, and I still remember where you live. Oh, and lovely. what did I ask you? What did I mean? Did you, were you one of the ones that smoked cigars at our house? And I said, maybe. <laughs> we left some out for you. But it was super funny because I, I thought Mary might be my people because she didn't seem completely creeped out. <laughs> and I felt like, you know, by that, your single white female introduction. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. There's Laura and Annie and I have sometimes shared a meme where like, I think it's usually Laura dropping off the face of the earth and not responding to text mm-hmm. as she's wont to do. Yeah. Um, and there's like a, a meme of Conan O'Brien that's like peering into someone's window. And I imagined that that was what Mary was feeling when I was telling her all the details about her house <laughs> that I had been to like wow. many she was, times. She was that laughing little, through the tears, <laughs> laughing through the fear. <laughs> that, that's right, laughing through the fear. That's exactly right. So anyway, um, that, that's that's story one. But the story number two, Mary. Oh, good. We're not you, done yet. We're not done. Oh, okay. It keeps going. This is a good one, though. Okay. And this uh, this one. 
that did you realize Laura probably doesn't realize this but I do that this podcast is actually came actually came about we give credit to Kristen Poole and 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 me and Laura for like thinking of doing the podcast I did nothing well I know <laughs> She did do something. She said yes. Okay. But um, the the reason why Kristen Poole said, let's, uh, like, she wanted to highlight women in the church was she had just heard you teach. And she said, we have an embarrassment of riches in our body. And it it was talking about you. And I have a creepy, creepy memory. Like, I remember where you live. But I creepily (laughs) remember who it was that she was speaking of. And it was Mary Yarbrough. Oh, that so, was a good second story. Oh. Thank you. So let's meet our guest. Yes. How, <laughs> why don't we? disarmed me completely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That yes. So well, strange. I didn't know if you knew that. I did not. So I felt like you should know that. So so anyway, anyway your, your teaching inspired Kristen to say, hey, we've got this embarrassment of riches in our, in our body of just people that are gifted by the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I want to highlight, I want to highlight that anybody interested in helping me. And that's, mm. that's how we started yes. this podcast. Mm. So even yeah. if we hadn't officially met, you are a catalyst to that. So oh, thank you. Yeah. There's well, we're glad you're here. Of talent in our church. We have sure. already we seen this, but, <laughs> but, but, but uh, we'd love to hear about yours. Will you tell us a little bit just briefly about yourself? Well, uh, I grew up in a very small, uh, I say South Texas, but for Texans, it's not really South Texas. It's about 80 miles south of Houston teeny tiny town called Markham, less than a thousand people. My daddy had the only grocery store. Uh, Grew up uh, just, um, but um, very unusually um, competitive family. Uh, Grew up with a lot of um, expectations. Um, All of these things that just kind of resonated with my my performance-driven soul. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think it was a weird thing. Didn't grow up with a great deal of affection or, um, I I remember, I was gonna tell this later, but you know, I I never heard the words, I love you from my parents. Mm -hmm. We just didn't say those words. And then when I married my husband and was received into the Arbro family, I mean, extremely affectionate. And I remember just after knowing his mom for several weeks, she told me she loved me, and I just, I was dazed. I just really had never um, heard those words from a parent, wow. and I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, uh, later on, I, uh, after we married, actually, told my parents I loved them over the phone, and it was just like crickets. Oh, wow. <laughs> but Dead we, air, grew, huh? we grew mm-hmm. to understand, you know, what that was about, and it was, we became, you know, more... Uh, demonstrative with mm-hmm. our affection, but mm. not uh, particularly. My mother was not a nurturer, and uh, but she did. <laughs> she always thought this was so funny um, it, that she, I was the third child. I have an older brother who's thirteen. Uh, I was thirteen when I was born. And my sister was eleven. Uh, so I was oh, kind of wow. like an You're only. Super baby. Yeah, I was like an only. They were real embarrassed when my mother was pregnant, apparently, <laughs> and so had nothing to do with me until you know I could really walk, and then they were gone. So, um, uh, but she apparently, when I came 
she came home from the hospital with me, had someone there to care for me, and just handed me to him and said, oh, here's your baby. It's like oh, Jane Austen. Wow. Lives. Wow. Yeah. So fortunately, she, she was a strong believer, a beautiful woman that, you know, I, I attribute a lot of my early leanings toward Jesus uh, to her. To the nanny. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. wow. You Wait, notice? you were saying to the nanny. Yeah. Or to, not yeah. your mother. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. She was, so she was with your family for years. Until I graduated from high school. <gasps> wow. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. That's what, amazing. What an incredible yeah. gift. Now, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that Dave shared at church a little bit about how you came to Christ. Yeah. But will you share that Absolutely. with us? So I grew up, you know, not in, in a, a denomination that was didn't really present the gospel. If they did, I just never heard it. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, I, I, I had a moral compass. I just want to say that up front. But began drinking at, you know... D- can I say this? I yes. guess I can. I mean, that's like 90% of my story. Yeah, and you're you're talking to the born player. Yeah. Yeah, born exactly. player. Like, like, you got a Jesus so, fish okay, tattooed on you. Yeah. So I, I honestly... 0. You know, 0.75. It was just the culture that we were... This tiny town farming community is just what we did, you know? Um, and so when I went off to Stephen F. Austin, and I was very driven. I was very achievement-oriented, had great grades, you know, did all the right things, um, went off to Stephen Just F. some of the wrong things, too. Uh, well, yeah, but just never got caught, you know? It was fortunately, if I had, I probably would have stopped it, but mm-hmm. it didn't. And so, um, <laughs> it was just, I call myself heathen to the core until, you know, went off to Stephen F. Austin and <clears throat> continued that lifestyle, but still maintained, you know, high GPA that's, I don't know how it did that, but it did. And so it's that performance Uh in me. And then, um, so I'm in this dorm and these girls in my, around my room had spotted this guy on campus and they just, you know, that boy was hot. I mean, he's hot. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm just like, you silly girls. I was just never, and I will, I want to say this, and I want to say it very carefully. I was never that girly girl. And so I didn't often fit in into the cliques. It was just my, the guy, the people I grew up with were, were my guy friends. Yeah. I had one very, very close friend growing up, and we are still best friends to this Aww. day. Aww. And so, um, I, you know, so go off to college, you know, I'm just like, you silly girls. And so I come out of the cafeteria one day, and I feel this hand behind me just opening the door. And there is that hot boy. <laughs> and he just went, Hi. My name's Dave Yarbrough. I've been oh. wanting to meet you. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is smooth. <laughs> There's no other and word also, for it. It, it, it shows smooth. why Mary doesn't get easily creeped out. <laughs> exactly. There is I nothing said, creepy well, about that. You know? uh, it wasn't a hand on the small of your back, I right? You I too, been cutie wanting pie. to meet you. Yeah. I've been wanting to meet you. I actually might have used that line too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to. You can do that. And so I I told him who I was. He goes, oh, great. Well, I'll be in touch. 
and you know back in the landline days this was wow. 73 1973 and so we go home and I'm, I go back to the dorm and say you're not gonna believe who I met today I met your friend <laughs> and so they just like stop it you know I was so upset you know yeah. And so no that makes call. it even sweeter. No call that night, oh. but, and so I'm thinking, mm, no big deal. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and so the next day he comes. He said, "What did you say your last name was?" And it's, he'd call the wrong person. Anyway, oh. he had tried to call oh. that day. And his joke is, "Yeah, I went out, to, went out with her three times." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, he's such a clown. Anyway, so um, we he called and said, "Could." you know, would you like to go out for coffee? And all that's a different kind of date. And so we did. And so he's sitting there and he's like, you know, I just had a real um, life change in the last couple of years. And, you know, just have been um, just really touched by the Lord. And I was mm. like, mm. <laughs> and I'm thinking, uh, this is like, during like the Jesus movement. I don't uh-huh. know if y'all remember that, Jesus freaks and all that. And I'm thinking, oh, oh. And so, but he just looks so straight. You know I mean? It's just like, you don't even, it, it, this doesn't. You don't look like one of those crazy Christians. Yeah, it doesn't look like the Jesus freak that I would know. And so. I mean, you're hot. You're hot. <laughs> yeah. That, can't that be. was the, that was the key. And so, um, I, I, I just, he said, and so really I, you know, I, there's, there's a thing I have to ask you. He said, are you a Christian? Hmm. And I said, and I, you know, it's so funny because wow, the, the so denomination bold. that I grew up in was like, well, of course you're a Christian. You're American. Mm-hmm. You know, you get it by <laughs> You're American. Duh. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it was just like, yeah. And, and, but for some reason, huh, uh, it was just the Holy Spirit working on me already. Mm-hmm. And he was just, he, I just said, you know, no, I don't think I am. Wow. And so he said, well, let me tell you about him. Let me tell you about oh Jesus. Whips out his little four spiritual laws. Who yeah, says, he does. Who says <laughs> missionary dating doesn't work? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, there's more. Okay, go on. After he shared four spiritual laws, he says, but in all consciousness, you know, I can't go further with this relationship unless... <laughs> Oh we are equally yoked, and that's you know what that means. And so he shared from me, I'm like, oh man, you are cute, <laughs> but not this cute, man. So, but boy, I was just like, oh, I, I was just, I, y'all, I, I know that some of you who will be listening to this, and some of you in this room may found, find this astounding, but I, this was news to me. Mm-hmm. This was big, right, news to me. Right. I didn't understand that God wanted a relationship mm. with me and that he provided a way. I yeah. just never yeah. got it. And he'd already convinced you <laughs> that you actually maybe weren't. Yes. 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 What you'd been told that you yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. So I go back to the dorm that night. I, I'm, I will be, oh, I'll get on with this in just a minute, but this is just all such key stuff. Went back to the dorm that night, and they were all hanging out the windows and just like, oh, how was it? And I was like, you are not going to believe this. (laughs) (laughs) Pulled out my four spiritual law booklet, and I was like, this is what he said. I Oh, and you shared it. No, and they're all just looking at it, and we're going through it. And I'm like, do you think this is true? And they were all just as ignorant as I was. And there's this one girl behind us, and she starts crying, and she just goes, it's true. It's oh, true, and I should have been the one telling all t- 
telling you this? Oh. And so, long story short, I accepted Christ that night oh my uh, and just by myself. And I, I, I have to say, I, you know, you know, that little caveat that he put on at the end, you know, I can't date anyone. Yeah, you <laughs> did occur to me <laughs> that I did, you know, kind of. <laughs> reconcile all of that later that I was not receiving David Yarbrough your, Jesus your, himself. Your motives have been burned off for the last 20 years. Yes. <laughs> yes. Clarified it, 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 God, God you know what? a number of ways to woo us. That's right. You were wooed by a guy on the first date pulling out a tract. So I think the Holy Spirit was working. <laughs> that's, that's right. That if, if that if that appealed to you, there, there there's something. Yeah. That's I always say. Um, that's how I knew Kyle and I were meant to be together. Was on the first date. At the end of it, I told him he had irresponsible hair. And <laughs> I, if Andy was a musician, so I wasn't sure if things were going to work out between us. Um, and if he wasn't de- a dependable person, there didn't seem to be any point in us continuing dating. And he still wanted to go on a second date with me. So the fact that I oh, didn't wow. weird him out with that statement. There you go. Right. I mean, that's how you know, right? Yes. But he was like, a homeowner. He was a homeowner. <laughs> that's true. He seemed a little more responsible. But I'm just saying, there's, there's, the Holy Spirit was at play there mm-hmm. because if he hadn't been, that would have probably freaked you out in a like, Oh, big time. Weird yeah. way. Because like, it was just so yeah. out of Christians are weird, as Aaron frequently <laughs> says. Mm-hmm. I'm with him. We're weirdos. Good. Wow. That's awesome. So he so he shares that with you, and then you go back and share that with your... My daughter. roommate then oh my took gosh. it home for Christmas, so it was close to Christmas. She accepted Christ over Christmas, shared it with her parents. Her dad accepted Christ. <clears throat> her mom did, but I know her dad did. He ended up going to seminary and being a, a pastor. Oh, so he wow. Now, that ripple. Yes. So, wow. That's wow. an incredible good. story. Yeah, it is. That is that's incredible. Fruit. Yeah. That's a hundredfold. Yeah, it is. That's incredible. Yes. And you said before we started recording that you've been through a lot in your very short years. Um what stands out to you as, as a well, few things know, that God's brought you through? Until I was probably into, okay, we were, okay, then we were both very, very driven. I, I called our, called us triple A personalities. Mm-hmm. We would be, he'd probably be an eight and I'd be, a, I don't even know what. <laughs> so, um, um, we're not anymore and we're reformed and we are, yeah. Um, but he, um, we we were very driven. We we ended up, you know, he developed a very um, um, successful business uh, for thirteen years. I mean, we were uh, it's not even there anymore. But the apparel mart was down. We were in the apparel industry and represented a lot of lines, and it just began to build and build and build and build. And when our kids got into school, then I was a part of it, and. Um, there were some just amazingly golden years, and um, we remained very faithful to the Lord. Um, yet we were always in a leadership role, and never had to learn how to be transparent. Mm-hmm. We kind of were able to keep that um, kind of a wall up detachment from having to, you know, even not only know who um, 
show who we were to other people, but to ourselves. I mean, for me, mm-hmm. I shouldn't speak for David, but uh, I know it to be true. But <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there was this, um, it was almost a facade mm-hmm. uh, when I look back. And um, I mean, I was in everything because of that performance driven wiring. I just carried that right into my parent, you know, parenting and uh, working and, you know, serving. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever it was, it was like 200%. Mm. And so one day, I mean, I must have been in my mid to late 30s, literally woke up and couldn't do it anymore. I mean, mm. it was like, I was paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, this is over. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't understand what it was. And there's this cute little um, missionary friend that we had for years um, would tell me, Mary, have you died to self? And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, if, have you yes. died to self? You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I don't think I've done that. Well, my first dying to self was involuntary. Mm-hmm. And it was a they literal... They usually are, I think. <laughs> Didn't even know what was happening. You mm-hmm. know, it was uh, all I knew that I was being emptied. Mm-hmm. But there was this sense of knowing that it was a good thing and that it was it was supposed to happen Hmm. and that he that it was God doing it and it it, but I didn't know how to function I mean I was functioning as a parent and I was functioning you know in my job but my whole mindset had begun begun to change. You were shifting more from like this performance based, be at the yes. top of your game. Yes. Kind of keeping people at arm's length. Don't be real vulnerable. Oh yeah. So you were probably to a lot of people were appearing to die to self. Working hard as a mom, oh. serving in the church. So all of a sudden. Wow. And so I ended up <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. But ended up more weird than someone pulling out a tract yeah. on the first date. Okay. <laughs> You know, I ended up just literally face down on the floor Mm -hmm. and God just, you know, just said, just was guiding me. It was just like, just empty, Mm -hmm. just let it go. Just, I hate using Mm -hmm. that phrase, but that's basically was just, just Mm -hmm. pour yourself out because, and then there's this assurance that, um, as, as empty as I was, was, and I felt like I had a lot to give. Unfortunately, I can't believe I just said that, but it's true. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, even if you pour all that out, hmm. I'm just willing to let you put back in what you find, find good. Hmm. And it's going to be of you now. Hmm. And I, it was just so foreign to me to go through all that. I know it sounds like I'm such an oblivious person, but no, it was just this, amazing. all of, I think I had in my head all of my life from day one you know how things were supposed to be and then you know when it's not that way you're just kind of astounded and it's just Mm -hmm. like this as each one of the times played out it you know he assured me it was him so Mm. and that was sort of in those golden years that was at the height of success and 
family life. Yeah. And so, funny thing, I'd gone to the Christian bookstore because David and I were both just such control freaks and just like, and so, you know, he had some issues that I just really felt like needed straightening out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that's that elbow moment in church when you're like, I hope he's oh, listening to this. Mine was a bigger elbow. <laughs> so I go to the bookstore and I'm like looking and everything. This little old lady comes up to me and she goes, can I help you? I was like, yes. I was like, you know, I can't believe it. I don't even know if I've told David this. <laughs> anyway, he, I said, you know, I need a book that could help me, you know, really you know, help him straighten uh, what I was saying, straighten my husband out. Yeah. And yeah. so if she you could just help me fix my husband. Uh, fix, fix. <laughs> the fix is the word I use. Mm-hmm. It was. And so I, and, and she goes, honey, <laughs> she said, what's going on? And I just spilled my guts. Uh-huh. Right to the bookstore uh-huh. lady. And the bookstore lady. <laughs> and so, and she says, you know what? I don't think you need a book today. I think you need to go home and read the Psalms. Just open your Bible and read the Psalms because I think they're going to speak to you. And so I went home and I opened my Bible and I started reading the Psalms. And I just, I think I wept for three years. Mm. (laughs) I just couldn't get out of the Psalms. They were just like, I can't believe you're speaking to me like this. This is exactly how I feel. So in the Psalms, he taught me... um, how to be real, how to be authentic, Mm -hmm. just how to be me, and that I was enough, and that he didn't need my performance, and he wanted me to just be honest, not Mm -hmm. just with him, but with myself, Yeah. Mm -hmm. and um, I communicated that to David, and he kind of looked at me like, oh boy, you know, so, (laughs) but, right, but did it fix him? So about five, six years later, the amazing business that we had and the music that was playing and just everything was so amazing, just the music stopped Mm -hmm. and it was over in a matter of maybe two months wow. and just some things that were going on and we were representing to some companies that um, we had no idea what was happening behind the scenes and the, we, it was over that fast mm. and um, we had just um, mountains of issues and um, just it, it was just a that was our first time to uh, experience the the struggle. Now that I look back, I, and there's this refrain that just keeps going, you know, over and over through our lives. That there's, you know, he allows these things because he loves us too much to just mm. continue in a life of um, uh, just existence. Mm-hmm. He wants so much more, and. Oftentimes, the only time that can come is through pain and mm-hmm. through struggle. So that through that whole process, David went through that mm-hmm. same thing that I had gone through. And mm-hmm. so we were, we had truly died to self for the first time and um, on the same page. And oh my goodness, as awful as that was, it was the sweetest and most rich time. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, really the first time that we, you know, experienced that kind of that kind of pain 
Hmm. During that time, that that time of intense brokenness yes. for both of you. Yes. Yes. Um, and that looked like a loss of sort of that idol or affection for success. Like mm-hmm. a loss of that just sort of ripped your heart out and it was just gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like um yeah, it really was. And, and you know, it didn't take long to just recognize what God was doing cuz we were already in that we were already in the word and um you know, intensely by that time and um I mean, God just you know, it, God just does these amazing things in those things in those times when you are so completely dependent on him. Yeah. Cuz we had never we didn't need mm-hmm. anything. And mm-hmm. so when when you finally need him, when you finally go through those struggles, you're just desperate. Mm-hmm. Desperately need him and he came It's a good word, Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, literally, I mean, I was going to, I'll just share you a couple little tidbits, but, you know, I mean, we were about to turn in my Suburban. We had two cars. We was like, we don't need two cars. We can just, you know, our son had a car. We're like, we'll just share his car, you know? And so I was about to turn, somebody invited us to an auction. And in the past, we had purchased hundreds of those tickets. And before we went, we're like, we're not going to buy any tickets. You know, we can't even afford a $5 ticket. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's... And uh, two of the kids that um, we had, um, and I'll get into more of our involvement at DBC later, but um, had said, oh, would y'all please buy some tickets? And, and so I was like, okay, I'll buy one ticket. And then, you know, David goes, oh, I'm sorry, I had to buy a ticket from now. You know, so <laughs> it was just like, okay, so we bought two tickets. Okay, we're good. And it was to, for a car. Uh-uh. Whose name out of this room of probably 500 people do you think they called? Mm. Oh my gosh! And not one I'm, person was it. Was it Aaron Armstrong? <laughs> it was wasn't stuff. No, it was, it was it a Yarbrough. It was a Yarbrough. <laughs> and so it was just like there wasn't anybody in that room that didn't know what we were going through. That knew that you know there was mm. no doubt. Oh my gosh! That that was God showing up in this amazing mm. way, and it was just the sweetest. I mean, that was just one thing during that time. Mm. And um, anyway, it was just a sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, that's what Jess always says. God's a big show off. (laughs) He is. He is. He is. Mary, um, tell us a little bit about what you see your spiritual giftings as and how you use those in the church. You know, I I just really think God chuckled when (laughs) he... um, (laughs) <laughs> when he's so Mary, you're just not gonna believe this. It just, just doesn't make sense. Um, that I'm gonna give you the gift of teaching. I just, you know, I just find it again, once again, astounding. Mm-hmm. I've not been to seminary. I didn't even finish college. I mean, I there there's a hesitancy for me to even say that because it's taken me a long time to get past. You know, just <laughs> even just going. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and in this. Um, but I love, love, um, I love the word. Mm -hmm. I love studying. I love just getting in there and finding the gems that are just, Mm. just right there below the surface. And then you find Mm. one and then you just go, I've got to find another one. And Mm. I just, and then for, you know, I guess 
what teachers do. They can't wait to share what mm-hmm. they've, you know, what God shows them. And it's nothing that I have uncovered at all. It's just the Holy Spirit mm. doing that. And so um, I'm a messy messenger. I'm not a great <laughs> deliverer. I'm really mm. not. You know, I don't have the polish. I just, I just, um, but I have enthusiasm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I love for him, and I hope that that's what comes across. You well, know, just... I, I'm guessing it did if it inspired Kristen Poole to go, hey, we need to highlight yeah. what's going on in the body after yeah. hearing you teach. There are some gems just below yes. the surface <laughs> of our church body that we need. <laughs> I think we should just rename the podcast to Messy Messengers. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. I think the Lord's also given you a measure, pretty good measure of discernment, too, which is something we need in teachers to even before the Lord had totally won your heart. He gave you this measure of discernment to say, I don't actually think I am a Christian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. It started way back there. Right, right, um, right. Well, I, you know, and I think that, um, well, years ago when um, I, you, when, I guess when we first either met or you were at my house, <laughs> Yeah. Smoking cigars. Was it was it stalking or did we actually meet? Back in that day, back then I remember. Oh my gosh, that was really. Uh, my daughter was just graduating from uh, high school, and I thought that my mothering days were over. Oh, trust me, girls, it is not over then. <laughs> but you know, you just it was just breaking my heart. My son was already at Auburn, and. Uh, our daughter had decided to go there too, and I just thought, oh, this is just so far away, and I'm just going to miss her so bad. And and so when I began to teach, um, we had moved to the new church, and because um, we started coming to DBC in '94, wow. and so um, God gave me this group of young. It was the first time we had a Wednesday night class. And it was just this probably 15 to 20, um, 20, 20 to 30 year old women. And they were just so precious. Oh my goodness. And we did the breaking free, first breaking free, uh, Beth Moore. And it was just so enlightening and so wonderful. And so my, I, I, God gave me a heart. The first time I did it, Mary, was at DBC circa 2000. Wow. I know. But it, no, it wasn't with Mary, but I did it with like Julie Bridgeforth and and she maybe her last name was Bradford then yeah, she was no, married I to Bill Bridgeforth. And I'm trying to think maybe Amber Christopher was maybe in Maybe that. somebody that was in the original group with Mary. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody. Well, it was, well, it came out about that same year, but anyway, it it's always sort of funny to me that I was not at DBC long, but you weren't in that class. It met at a at a at the home I was living in. Okay. So I feel like we would have remembered. Crazy. Yes. So I, I feel crazy. like it wouldn't have been like, did I meet you or did I just eat yeah. your Cheetos? Well, the camera, <laughs> the camera that she had on yeah, you yes. showed that you were not there. Get the camera <laughs> that had on you. 
the surveillance camera did not show. It was grainy, though. It was grainy. Could have been you. Anyway, you were teaching, or you no, were... No, and God just really gave me a heart for Wednesday night ladies, you know? I mean, yeah. they work all day, or they were in school. They were just whatever. And then as the years went by... These mamas had come in with their kids going into Juana, and I'm just, again, my little astounded, Mm -hmm. once again, that they would come. Mm. I mean, they came because they were hungry, they were thirsty for the word, and I I just, I loved that. So it was a small enough group where I love the facilitating type teaching, where you can just all as a group and just, you know... um, Interactive. Interact and discuss, and especially, you know, on a Wednesday night at 6.30, you want to be, in, you know, yeah. interactive. And so, um, for years, that's how we did that. And hmm. I, I just love them. And hmm. I remember one woman, she, was, she had five kids. She was going to dental school, single mom. I mean, I, I couldn't believe she could even, but she'd come every Wednesday night, and she just said, okay... My eyes will be closed, but I'm listening to every word that's in this room. And occasionally, I will make a comment. And she'd sit there with her eyes closed, and she'd say, I'm not sleeping. I just want you to know that. And she would be, you know, every now and then, just this profound statement. She'd come out with her eyes closed, like, I love you. I'm doing this. I hear you. I hear you. That's great. I love them. Well, Mary, is there... Any anything else that you want to share with us? Any any ways that you feel like God has shown up in a profound way in your life? That well, I just think that you know we have had some uh, really um, difficult days, and our you know with our with with different family members that we've walked along with them. We've lost four parents, and mm-hmm. David and I both were just very committed to walking you know, with them in Hmm. their last days or their last years. And that's been, especially David's mom, that was just, um, she just lived, you know, we moved her close to us. And so I was very, very close to her um, all her life and Hmm. was able to, you know, be with her at the end. So um, uh, that relationship, we've, you know... I think I shared with you before, we had, I, I, I would call it a sifting of sorts. You know, when God brings those, um, allows, sometimes mm-hmm. brings, but I'm going to use the word allow, allows things in our lives just because he does, he loves us so much. He doesn't mm-hmm. want us to stay there. But when he does it with someone you care about and you mm-hmm. love, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. And so I used to say, well, the only thing you can do is pray. Well, let me tell you, it's the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. The very, very best thing. Mm-hmm. And I found that, you know, because of that woman, she's probably not even there. Several people have said that woman at that bookstore, she wasn't even there the next day. <laughs> mm. oh, yeah. But I've learned that the Word of God just is so alive and so that's the best kind of praying that hmm. I've had, you know, as far as intercessory prayer. I prayed Psalm 27 for so many people because it meant so much to me. It, that Psalm 27 took me out of the grips of Isn't Psalm 27 fear. what you shared with me last week? I think so. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. He lifts you high up on a rock and yeah. above your circumstances, above yeah. your enemies. And yeah. he took that taught me how to, you know, just took, he took me out of the grips of fear and anxiety back in the day. And mm -hmm. I've revisited those verses time and time again. Yeah. Um, great intercessory prayer, uh, praise in the midst of, oh, Psalm nine, mm -hmm. just praising in the midst of, um, your difficulty uh, it just changes your perspective. Uh, when you've got someone that needs rescuing, mm. oh, Psalm 18, it's just like those, that, those words, it's like I cried out to the Lord and he heard my cries. Mm. My cries went into his ears. Mm -hmm. He heard, you know, mm -hmm. when you read that and then you, when you read the words after that, he came down and he mm -hmm. came down for a rescue that mm -hmm. was just like none other. I mean, we can't do that. Mm -hmm. We cannot do that with, with our, those we love, only He can. Uh, and so we can just pray and watch and expect mm -hmm. and wait for that, that deliverance. And I've seen it. Mm. I've seen it. Love that. I love that. Mm. Can I ask you, you went home that day from the bookstore with that little <laughs> angel lady. Um, and you read the Psalms, and you said you read them for three years. Or maybe you said you cried for, for three years. I don't know. I read them for, yeah. No, I'm, but she good. cried for three years. She also was reading them through <laughs> her tears. Yes. Mm -hmm. You sew, you sewed some prayers through those tears. Did the Lord show you a way to keep those psalms in front of you did you like I'm just asking did you write them on a card did you put them on your mirror how did you Embedded. pray your fears mm -hmm. and tears mm -hmm. how did he show you because I know it's different for different people but I'm just curious um I would the, I'm trying to remember the first times that I actually did that. It's, you know, the, the little prayer cards, the little index, just the plain little cards I'd have in the car. But I, I just keep the word with me. There's mm -hmm. something about just having a Bible that's just mm -hmm. marked up and that you just, the <laughs> minute you, he puts something on your heart, you just write it down. And I go back and I look at these things the Bible that I've had for this one, I guess, for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I prefer mm -hmm. just opening the Word and doing yeah. that. I'm yeah. terrible at memorization. <laughs> but I can definitely... That, that um, I take heart in that, yeah. But I, I, in, in, in that particular Bible, I've got other Bibles that I reference and, you know, for study. But that particular Bible, it's just almost like I know exactly where it is. You know, mm -hmm. is it, isn't that weird? Yes. No, but Mars, no. no nothing, you know, I'm, right where it is. Oh, it's on, I'm the it's at the top of mm -hmm. a page, you know. Left hand side. And then there it is, and you're just like, oh, and you're just soaking it in. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. no, I'm my, I, I love my marked up Bible too that has weird things written in the margins. Like, mm -hmm. so the things I write in the margins are stuff like the story about the hen. <laughs> burn up in the fire like oh, that like that that's yeah. the that's mm -hmm. the like I, I have these weird anecdotes that like 
that I've got written in there that I'm, I'm like, I would miss those if I wasn't looking in my actual Bible mm-hmm. for those weird stories that remind Absolutely. me of his word. Mm-hmm. And there's one psalm, I can't remember which is 80-something. I, again, I don't have my Bible with me. But it's, it's interesting, and I would challenge you girls to do this, is that I wrote, it, it was a, just a testament to, his, to God's faithfulness going back to the 90s. And I just wrote a real short commentary of what God had just done. Hmm. And then five years later, I'd see it again. And so I'd make another notation. I must have like 20 different Mm. notations every five Mm. years of God's faithfulness Hmm. on that particular Mm. song. And sometimes it's not victory yet. It's Mm. like still, you know, you're Mm -hmm. still in the midst of pain. And so it's good say that too mm-hmm. hey, because there's hope yes hey Zondervan if you're listening <laughs> some of us <laughs> we have a lot of listeners and we're on the brink of getting lots of um endorsements, endorsements. so I'm just I'm just, I'm just I'm just yeah. I'm speaking out to Zondervan right now yeah. um if you could make a thin bible with wide margins <laughs> That would really suit our listeners. No, seriously, that's that's the story of my life. I like to carry a thin Bible, but the margins are too small, and I, I want a I want a thick margin. I want a, this much white space to write on the side. But then the letters would be too small. No, no, I want it. I want this the same thickness, just oh, wider. Okay. You know, okay. like my Bible's right. like this wide. Mm-hmm. I want it to be this wide mm-hmm. and that much white space. Don't you think? And they could still be thin. Sure. I don't want to study Bible. You need to go to that bookstore. I see if that lady can <laughs> find that little old lady. I know. I'll see if I can find Zondervan, you can just hear me and tell me this is a useful Bible. People want this Bible. It's not just me. I totally know. <laughs> I feel like Mary would want it. I totally know what you're talking about. But for maybe the listeners that don't know Zondervan, you could share with us what and who that is. Just for them. Oh, not you, for myself. Are you joking? Please don't make me feel dumber than I do. <laughs> Annie is shaking her head trying to say, like, Jess, Wait, read the room. Okay. It's a publishing house. It's a publishing house. It, they publish Bibles and such. Uh, oh, sorry. Got it. Thank you. I mean, on behalf of the listeners, they thank you. Yes. <laughs> Zondervan. Is that a guy in our church? Like, is she talking about a genie? What boy. I, I don't know what you'd have done if I had said Thomas Nelson. <laughs> Like, oh, I know him. <laughs> yeah, I know him. We're, I know we're him. like this. Isn't Does he it, sit on the left doesn't side? Doesn't he go by Tommy? Doesn't he go by Tommy? <laughs> yeah. Notice I was radio silent when y'all were like, oh, yeah, like left page, top part. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know, like, if I scroll through on my Bible app on my phone where the books are, and that I know how to press read. <laughs> <laughs> You're excellent at that. Well, Mary, um, we always ask our guests to share their big ask prayer you got one (laughs) you know i thought about that um i I, I know where i was going with this one thing i didn't i haven't addressed and it was one of the things that um i just um we because of where we have been um we're comfortable with broken, mm-hmm. okay? 
And, you know, when uh, you hear people talking about brokenness, it's just no one wants it. Mm-hmm. But there have been so many times in our lives when we have gone through that place of brokenness. And it's just just the fruit that comes out of that is just so unbelievable. And so um, I think that... and I know this is going to sound weird that it's in in relation to my our kids have seen it our adult children who 37 and almost 40 but they um our granddaughters I I, you know I I would love for them to see the authentic authenticity of their grandparents and you know because nobody learns from success nobody you know mm-hmm. nobody Ain't really it. That wants to you know mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. like it's I'm, your story of victory is not that helpful yeah. to me <laughs> and, and so i i would like to be able to communicate as they get older mm-hmm. you know that 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 brokenness is not a bad thing mm-hmm. and that fear those fears and anxiety of failure or whatever um is nothing to be afraid of. And so I had recently had an interesting uh, conversation with my older two granddaughters about heaven. And um, I just, I have a childhood friend and we had gone through um, 18 months, uh, or we'd be reconnected about 15 years ago. And there were four of us and they've known each other since we were little girls. And, um, we, uh, one of us was, uh, she was diagnosed with uh, colon cancer. And so when we first went down to see her, um, uh, we committed to getting together every month for however long it took. And so we had 18 months with her. And so it was just this sweet, sweet, sweet time. And she had just gone home uh, to the Lord. And then someone else that they knew had just gone to be with Jesus and so they just had a lot of questions and we had some of the best conversations and they were asking all these questions and they said um and we were talking you know about heaven and um it was interesting they're nine and eleven and so um just the depth of what they already know was so rich for me I loved just that I, I, I want so much and they were they were using things that they had learned in school and from the word and we were looking in the word you know as to what he what he says about heaven and what he says about you know our relationship with Jesus and what that means and um, I want so much for them to uh, grow into a love for the of uh, just fall in love with Jesus and mm-hmm. love the word so that we, you know, just enjoy those conversations and just, um, this is a legacy. Mm. Some people say, oh, we don't need to be worried about legacies. You know, yeah, we do. Mm. <laughs> I mean, this is the kind of legacy we can give. Mm-hmm. Just a love for him, but an authentic love. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, this is what, this, you know, I'm Kiki. He's stop. This is what Kiki did right. Let me tell you what Kiki did wrong. Let me just tell you how brokenness looks. And let me tell you what he does after that. Because I'm telling you, when he redeems, he redeems in a big way. So, I, uh, w- that would be my big ass prayer. It's a long, long way to get there. No, I love it. Just You're- to leave a legacy that mm-hmm. is rich. 
Yes. We in that in that breaking free study, there's a, a segment where Beth Moore is talking about her husband and some broken pieces of him and how he at one point said, you know, kind of like I wonder what I would have been like if I if I hadn't this hadn't been my story like if I hadn't had to live these things mm. and um she said to him you're, you're I think you're so much better healed than just plain healthy mm. and um and that gosh that's a good word like mm-hmm. I mean because God it's just like you said he doesn't he he does not do a lot through our victory stories but he does a whole lot through our mm-hmm. broken stories mm-hmm. he he really mm-hmm. does that's 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 where he really shines mm-hmm. i think that's an important big ass prayer mm-hmm. i love it well thank you so much for coming on you're awesome i feel like you just preached a sermon it makes me excited for the psalms in the <laughs> get refamiliarized with that a little bit. Yes. Yeah. I hope it didn't come across as preachy though. Oh no. Oh, my goodness. It, that no, was meant in the best way possible. Uh, I think it's so no. important to hear what people have been through and walked through and um and yeah, I I what you said to, that stuck out to me is I feel like only recently have I um really authentically celebrated and felt in love with Jesus and just like so humbled um, by all he can do, all he does and and with my messy. Um, so yes, that's I, I think that that would certainly be one of my big ask prayers that just that my children would be able to experience that mm-hmm. as young as possible, mm-hmm. that that journey would start yes. for them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's such a, it's a message that the Lord repeats over and over like he wants the people that he's redeemed to tell their story Mm -hmm. to the next generation and to talk Mm -hmm. about it when they sit down and when they rise up and Mm -hmm. all the when they're on the way and I I, that's that fans into flame that desire in me too Mm -hmm. that that the kids would know you know that that I've been rescued Mm -hmm. yes that it would be so exciting, in fact, that they may or may not pull out four steps <laughs> <laughs> on their first date with somebody that they really exactly. like. And say, before we go to date two, I mean to know. You need to take a look sure. at this and see how far it'll trickle out. I that. That's awesome. I yeah, that. I hope you sharing that story with your, your kids. Um, that, uh, that, because... Those are, those are those stories that last. We were we were talking to our kids this week about um, just God 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 providing for us. God showing up in places um, where when life is not going your way. When 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 it looks like things are going in a bad direction, and I, I shared with my kids about um, this uh, this picture a xerox copy of a check that i wrote for eighty five hundred dollars uh the day i graduated from seminary and um what's what's really cool rachel treadway rachel farrar treadway is that your dad is part of that story um her dad had preached a sermon at irving bible church when we were there and um he was talking about the israelites building 
uh, rock piles mm-hmm. to tell about what God has done mm-hmm. and how, how like it was important for us to build rock piles in our mm-hmm. own lives so that when we hit hard times, we could look back on the rock piles that we had built in the past and, sh- and show our, remind ourselves and show our children, no, the God of Israel saves, mm-hmm. the God of Israel shows up. And so I, that I had this check in my, in my Bible where my dad had warned against me going to seminary. I wasn't going to make a lot of money and I was going to accrue a lot of debt doing this. And I borrowed $8,500 as a Stafford loan. Um, when I, my first semester, because I didn't know how I was going to pay for seminary. I have shared with you guys in the past that chubby Willie and Esther, the dogs, dog setting for Chubby <laughs> Willie and Esther is, is what, what paid for seminary. Paid half of it, yeah. It, it paid for half of it. It was not that $8,500 that I borrowed. And the day I graduated from seminary, I was able to write that entire check back. Wow. I lived off of $900 a month. And, and anyway, being able to share that story with my kids was such a blessing. And when they get my Bible, when I die, they will have that picture of that check in there and they'll get to keep telling that story. That's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. rock pile. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I think th- those tracks mm-hmm. are rock piles. Like, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I think what your, your big ask prayer seems like it's in line with the will of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like it's gonna be answered. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna be answered. <laughs> There's one more thing, always mm-hmm. write. I prepared my funeral or my memorial service in the back of my Bible. And Did so, oh, gospel tree. So every time, you know, for years, you know, every time. Well, you, you don't know, want anybody to mess this up. <laughs> does my service will have not have to do one single thing it's like the music everything and so i had my bible rebound a couple of years ago and my daughter goes well mom what if you die in the two weeks when they're doing that i'll take a picture of it (laughs) that's so yes yes Rocks of remembrance and a few instructions for when I'm That's gone. Right. <laughs> that might be the title of this podcast. It might be Rocks of Remembrance. We'll see what how it shakes out. It might have something might something about creepers. I'm, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what the title of this one's gonna be. I don't have to listen back to it. Well, Mary, we're so grateful uh, that you came on and shared your story with us. It was great to get to know you better, and I can see why you inspired Kristen so much. Mm-hmm. It's Thank a pleasure you. to have you. This Thank was so you. much fun. Welcome again. Yes, please. And thank you guys for joining us on Embarrassment of Riches. We hope you join us next time. Bye.